0: In our gospel today, Jesus references the Old Testament texts that we just heard from the book of Numbers. Now, the proper setting here for the book of Numbers, we have to remember, is the children of Israel have already been liberated from Egypt. They've already uh, crossed the Red Sea. They've been given the law on Mount Sinai. And they have been led through the desert for some time. And they've, and, and very importantly, they've been given manna from above. So the whole, this whole incident and idea of the manna, the daily bread that they were given in their wanderings in the desert, that's already been put in place. So they've seen incredible miracles. They have encountered the the tragedy of basically starvation, um, and have been cured or saved from this tragedy of starvation through through the manna by the manna. And here they are complaining of the manna. We're sick of this food. It's boring. Boring. We eat the same thing every day. Can't we have something different? Now, this, uh, the, the malice or the, the, the sin, the evilness of their complaint is all the more bad in light of the fact that th- these are all types of the sacraments, uh, that would be given to us in the Christian era. So when they crossed the Red Sea, that was a type of baptism. And when they were given manna, that was a type of the Eucharist. And I wonder today how many baptized Catholics are bored of the Eucharist. Bored. Oh, man, do I have to go to Mass again today? you got to be kidding me. It's so tedious. Oh, and uh, if we don't have faith, if we view the Mass, the Eucharistic sacrifice, and Holy Communion from a non-believing perspective, from a, all it is, all you see is just an external perspective. That's all it is. And uh, all you get is just, well, it's just bread. And it's the same old, same old. It hasn't changed in, since time immemorial, and I'm bored of it. But if you have faith, you see that it is Jesus Christ who is the fulfillment and the meaning of our life. Way more important than anything else you could choose to do with your day, with your time, with your energy, with your life. Way more important than anything else, any alternative that you could choose. is Jesus Christ given to us in in the Mass and in Holy Communion. Now, Jesus in our Gospel, he says, he's referencing when, when the Son of Man is lifted up, then you will believe, then you will see that I am. Okay. So there's going to be, he's referencing his cross, but he's also referencing this incident in the Old Testament uh, of this bronze serpent. It's a very interesting scenario, and I, I haven't wrapped my brain around it nearly as much as I'd like to. You never wrap your brain completely around anything in the Bible. But this, this incident in particular, I feel like I've got so much more to learn and understand about it. Uh, but it is really kind of neat. It's very mysterious. So the the Israelites are complaining about their this type of the Eucharist, and God punishes them by sending, in the midst of their camp, poisonous uh, serpents. And they get bit, and they're dying of the poison from the serpents. And uh, to save them, so now they're repentant. They come to Moses, and God says to Moses, Okay, this is what you do to save the people. Take a, a, a sculpture of a serpent." out of bronze and place it on a pole and lift it up high, and whoever looks at that serpent will be healed of the poison. Now there's got to be references to the devil and to the original sin and to the serpent in the garden. There's got to be all sorts of references. But at the same time it's a foreshadowing of the cross as well. So just as the serpent was lifted up in the desert and brought healing to the people who looked upon it, so also the Son of Man is lifted up in the cross. And we look to him to receive healing. What, my thought with you, my thought for you today that I just leave with you is, is what is this looking to Jesus on the cross? What is this looking to the serpent? What is this looking to Jesus on the cross? Because in fact, it's 2,000 years after his crucifixion of Mount Calvary. How can we look to Jesus on the cross? How can we do it? Now someone can say, well, we got a sculpture, uh, we got, as Catholics, we have crucifixes with the corpuses on uh, everywhere you look, hopefully. You know, should, we should have a cor uh, You know, crucifix in our homes. If we don't get one now, but you know, it's got to be standard equipment for us as Catholics. We see crosses everywhere. Is that what he's talking about? You know, I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe so. The the crucifix that we have, the sculpture, is a wonderful reminder. It's very, very important. Very powerful Uh, images can be used for our spiritual benefit. Uh, But I don't believe that that's what Jesus is referencing. And he can't be referencing, you know literal sights, because it's 2,000 years ago. It's too late. We can't look upon the Son of Man lifted up on Mount Calvary. So, So what is he talking about? I can only imagine he's speaking in a more general term, meaning for those who look to Jesus metaphorically, those who look specifically to his cross, who contemplate it with their minds, who consider it and who exercise faith in it, trust, in it, hope, in it, love for him who hung thereon. It's it's those, when we look, that's what it is to look to the serpent. That's what it is to look to Jesus, is to have faith, hope, love, trust in him. And thereby we will be saved.